Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going into a part number two of the ongoing series entitled Treasure. Don't you know that Jesus has given you treasure? He's given you abundance. You know the Word of God declares that Jesus came that we may have life and have life more abundantly. He wants you to live a full and satisfying life. It is not for us to be in this life and struggle alone. No, God wants you to have an abundance so that you can share with others, so that you can do the work of the kingdom. I cannot wait for you to hear this entire message. So make sure you go to the website as well at www.kingdomrock.org and look for the message. Download it and share it with a friend. Well, without any further ado, we're going to air part number two of this series entitled Treasures right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Enjoy. Jesus' mighty name, and thank you so much for all of you coming out this morning here. I know the Lord has a rich word uh, in store for all of us today. Amen. All right. Y'all ready to get into the word of God today? I'm ready to get into the word of God, too. So let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name for this day, for what you have uh, designated for us to receive today. Holy Spirit, we do call upon you in Jesus' name uh, to give us the word that the Father is saying right now from his throne to us. We acknowledge you. And Father, we ask that the word of God, that your word will have free course in this place today without any hindrance or obstruction from any, from any force whatsoever. And Lord, we just pray that after all is said and done, we would, we would be cr- closer to you and uh, we'd be renewed, revived. We'd be delivered. We give you praise today in Jesus name. Amen. 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 <clears throat> well, uh, as you know, for the last couple of weeks, well, last week we started in, the, in a series really entitled Treasure, Treasure, or we could even call the series Money in the Bank. Uh, where is your bank? Praise the Lord. Not not talking about Bank of America either. I'm talking about the Bank of Heaven. All right, so we'll talk. We'll go there today. Last week we were there at uh, part number one entitled Treasure, and today we'll be looking into part number two. Uh, uh, so where is your treasure? Part number two. Treasure part two, and God wants us to get out of debt. Flip the switch. He wants you to flip the switch. It's time to get out of debt. Turn to your neighbor and tell him it's time to get out of debt. It's time to flip the switch and get out of debt. But understand something. Getting out of debt or being debt free is more than just about paying off some, paying off some debt. It's the development really of a lifestyle of behaviors uh, that, we are, uh, that we are now cultivating with the Holy Spirit. Because today, if someone were to come into your life right now and give you uh, all, the, all the money you needed and then some to pay off all your debts, period. If you have not cultivated the proper behaviors, you'll go right back into debt. You'll go right back into it. So it's not so much the destination of being debt free. It's the journey. Because if we embark on this journey the correct way, then we will never be in debt again. Hallelujah. One man said, uh, we can stop worshiping at the altar of FICO. Oh, my Lord. FICO credit score. Oh, mighty FICO credit score. Uh, Please be high so I can get this loan so I can buy this house, this car. Oh, mighty. Oh, we rebuke you in Jesus name. Hallelujah. While it is good to have excellent credit and I have excellent credit. Praise Jesus. It is good to have it, but uh, Jesus is our source and is our provision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we don't have to rely on debt um, to get the things that we need in this life. Now, we will, as long as you're living in this society, you're always going to have bills. You're always going to have a phone bill, uh, a power bill, a water bill. You can always have bill. Bill will always be present with you somewhere. Isn't that right, Bill? Bill will always be somewhere in the back. But you don't always have to have debt. Hallelujah. 
You can pay off debt, get out of debt. Hallelujah. Now, unless you plan on, you know, living off the grid somewhere, praise God. And maybe that's our, you know, long uh, destination. Hallelujah. Live off the grid and you have your solar energy. You got your, um, you got your own well, praise the Lord. And maybe you're growing your own food. I don't know what's going on. Hallelujah. But as long as you're living in this society, you're going to have bill, but you don't have to have debt. Hallelujah. Shout with me, debt free. Shout debt free. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Turn your name. Tell him you got to get debt free. You've got to get debt free. You've got to get debt free. Hallelujah. All right. So uh, we have a confession uh, we've been doing in this series. So we're going to say this confession today. Uh, last week I read it first and I asked you to read it after me. But today we'll go ahead and read it uh, together. And this goes with our uh, with our series here. So let's ready. Let's go ahead and read. I choose to be debt free. Debt freedom is what belongs to me. I choose to be generous and give with blessing and love. Therefore, my harvest will be great in heaven above. I live in abundance and have plenty to share. My heavenly father supplies all my needs, so I don't have a single care. Today, I will prosper and show forth his glory. And my life will soon display the magnificence of Christ's redemptive story. Shout hallelujah. Oh, it's so wonderful, 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 wonderful. So we said also last week, the only thing that would keep you from being debt free, it ain't the devil. It's not your neighbor. It's yourself. It's your indecisiveness, indecision. Once you make your mind up that you're going to be debt free and you keep that thing solid, you will be debt free. Hallelujah. Because understand something, we're working along with the Holy Spirit. He's the one who is leading us in this direction. And God will give you the ability uh, to do whatever he's called you to do. When he's leading you, you follow, you will get there. Hallelujah. He's leading us to abundance, to have more than enough. But remember the word of God declares uh, very plainly uh, that uh, he will make those ruler over much that have been faithful over a few. If you're faithful over a little, he will make you ruler over much. And that's what this whole thing is about. You being faithful over a little. And God said that he will make you ruler over much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again, it's not so much our destination is debt freedom. Yes, but it's not so much about the destination as it is the journey. As God teaching you how to master and have control over money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You'll understand this money is a tool, but it can also be a trap. Money is not evil. The Bible is very plain about that. It says the love of money is a root of all evil. Money is a tool. It is a tool. It is something for you to use, but don't allow it to become a trap and a snare to you. Hallelujah. God wants you to be prosperous really in every area of your life. Let me say that again. God wants you to be prosperous in every area of your life, not just financially, but he wants you to be prosperous in your marriage, prosperous in all your relationships, prosperous in your body, prosperous in your spirit, prosperous in your mind. Hallelujah. Your mind has to prosper. Amen. And today we are exercising our spirit man. And, and when you get in the word of God, uh, the, the Bible says that uh, God feeds your spirit. Your soul is satisfied. Hallelujah. But you've also got to satisfy your mind. You've got to work out your mind. Hallelujah. Your mind is like a muscle. You've got to exercise it. Many times you will be required to read. Oh, my God, help us. Hallelujah. Do some mind games, some things that will help you uh, to expand your mind, to expand your thinking. Hallelujah. You don't have to be a prisoner of your mind. Glory to God. So it, God's calling us for us to be prosperous, not only in our spirit, but also in our soul and also in your body. So if we only get one part of this pie and say, well, I'm going to prosper spiritually, you're missing out on the whole, you're not missing out on the whole, on the whole pie, on the rest of it. God wants you prosperous in every area of your life. Amen. Are y'all with me today? 
Online community, you with me today? You going to help me today? Praise the Lord. Are y'all going to help me today? Hallelujah. So uh, you've got to make your decision. All right. So today we're going to look at scripture again in the book of Matthew, Matthew, the sixth chapter, verses 19 through 24. And then we're going to hop down to verse 31 through 34. And we're going to look at this today of the New Living Translation as we continue uh, in this subject called treasures. Now, let me say this again before we get started, that God wants you to prosper. And not only want, I believe it's a need. And you're going to see this today that God needs you to prosper. You must prosper. You must prosper. You must prosper. Say with me, I must prosper. You see, even understand something. The words that you say out of your mouth and even how you say it talks about what goes on in your heart. If I were to tell you to shout, don't do it right now, but if I were to tell you to shout, I am rich. Some of you would say it with force and some of you wouldn't say it at all. Because you look at you look at the circumstance and say, no, that's a lie. No. Remember, and we'll look at this today, if the Lord willing, that through Jesus's poverty, you became rich. Now, God's not calling for everybody to be billionaires and quadrillionaires. But being rich means simply that you have an abundance. You have more than enough. Now, there are different levels of riches and different levels of wealth. But what I'm after you for you to hear today is that you have over and above what you have need of so that you may share with others. You're going to find it difficult to share with others when you don't even have a pot to. Praise the Lord. Or a window to throw it out of. Praise the Lord. So look at this, Matthew 6, verses 19 through 24, and this is how it reads. It says, uh, don't store up treasures here on earth where moth uh, eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store up treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. Verse 22, your, uh, your eye is like a lamp that provides light to your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness... How deep that darkness is. Verse 24. No one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. Help me read this next sentence. Ready? Let's go. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Verse 31. So don't worry about me. Don't worry about these things saying what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Your, I'm sorry, but your heavenly, uh, your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Verse 33, seek the kingdom of God above, above all else and live righteously. And he will what? Give you everything you need. Verse 34. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Now, uh, we went over last week about um, uh, really about the beginning verses, verse 19, how the Lord says, don't store up treasure in the earth. Simply saying, don't put your trust, your faith and confidence in things that are here in the earth. Are you hearing? Don't do that. Don't do that. But put your faith, uh, confidence, and trust in the Lord. This is why he says, seek first the kingdom of God. So before we go to the pawn shop, pray you don't. Before you go to the lender, before you go to the bank, before you go to your cousin, before you go to Buki, before you go to Junebug, you got a need, go to God first. Seek first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And that's where we've gotten in trouble so many times before. Before we sought, we didn't seek God first. We sought them first. And when we sought them first and that didn't pan out, then we went ahead and sought God. I can't get no talking here. Let me give you some reasons. What I want to do today by the spirit of God is to convince you 
that God needs you to be, he desires you to be wealthy. He desires you to have more than enough. I want to convince you today by the word of God. So in doing so, I pray that you will allow uh, the uh, false evidence that the enemy has given you, the false, false pictures and visions, even your experience. I pray that all of that will seem to you as folly, as an idle tale. And that you won't put confidence in those things, but you but you put your confidence and trust in the Lord. God wants you to be and desires you to be wealthy. Amen. <sighs> Let's look at this. Let's look at second second uh, Corinthians. We were here before. We stopped here on last week. Second Corinthians, the ninth chapter, verses six through eleven. How the Amplified Bible, this is how it reads. Now remember this, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows uh, uh, generously, uh, that blessing may come to others, will also reap generously and be blessed. Verse 7, let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose. That's what I pray that you did today as you gave. Some of you decide to give today. I pray that you gave thoughtfully and with purpose. Just as he uh, has decided in his heart, not grudgingly nor under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. Verse 8, and God will, and God is able to make all grace Every favor and heavenly blessing come in abundance to you. Let me say that again. And God is able. Say God is able. God is able able to make all grace. That is every favor and earthly blessing. I love that word all. He's able to make all grace. Every favor and heavenly blessing come in abundance to you. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. He said, why? Why is God going to do that? So that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have, um, have what? Have complete what? Sufficiency in where? In everything being what? Completely self-sufficient where? In him. Look at the very next verse a rather phrase and have in abundance for every good work and act of what charity say with me. God wants me to prosper. So he's willing to give you every grace. That is every favor and heavenly blessing. Your heavenly father is willing. He's able to do it. And I'm telling you today that he's not only able, but he's willing to give you every, uh, every favor and earthly blessing. Now, why is he doing that? So that you will have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. You are God's banker. You are God's banker. So one reason that God wants you to prosper so that he can give it to you. And so that when the good work arises, when the need arises, the need of, uh, to give someone something, to give into some ministry, to give into some person's life, you will have it to give to them. He's willing to give to you abundantly so that you will have it to give. Let me say that again. God is willing to give to you in abundance so that you will have it to give. Isn't that something? So say with me, God wants me to prosper, to be wealthy. Look at verse nine. As it is written uh, and forever uh, remains written, he, the benevolent and generous person. I wonder, do I have any benevolent and generous people in here today? What happens? Uh, they, it says, scattered abroad. We scatter abroad. He give, rather he gave to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Look at verse number 10. Now he who provides seed to the sower and bread for food will provide and multiply your seed for sowing. That is your resources and increase the harvest of your righteousness, which uh, shows itself in active goodness, kindness and love. You will be enriched. Say with me. I will be enriched in every area so that 
so that, so that I may be what? Generous. And this generosity administered through us is producing thanksgiving to God uh, from those who benefit. Now, again, God wants you to be wealthy. God wants you to have more than enough so that you can be generous. We're not trying to build ourselves a kingdom here. We're building the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So God wants you to be wealthy. He wants you to have more than enough so that you can be generous. So that you can be fully supplied to give to every good work. To every in every act of charity, every act of kindness. He wants you to be loaded. God wants you to be loaded. He wants to pour it on you. He wants you to have abundance more than enough so that you may give it to others. Hallelujah. Let's go now. Let's go to Psalm 67. I love this one. I love this one. Amanda, I love this. This is good stuff. I pray you're getting this. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. I'm praying better than you're shouting out there, but praise God. This is some good stuff. Psalm 67, verses 1 and 2, and then we'll go down to verse number 7. In your spare time, praise God, when you get home, uh, you can read the entire psalm. But I'm just going to pull out just a few verses here. Psalm 67, verses 1 and 2, the reasons why God needs you, wants you, desires you to prosper. Here's another one here. You ready, Odell? Here we go. God, be merciful unto us. This is uh, the King James Version. And what? Bless us. And cause his face to shine upon us. Selah. Hmm. Think about it. Verse number two. That thy way may be known upon earth. Thy saving health among all nations. Look at that. He says, so bless me. Why? Why should God bless you? Why should God bless you? Verse two. That thy way. How you are, because the heathen don't know you, the ungodly don't know you. But when God blesses you, they begin to see what God is like. So you have to be blessed so that God can show them his character and his nature. It's not about you. God's trying to get many people. He's trying to get the world into the kingdom. He's trying to get the unsaved saved. He's trying to get into a relationship with Jesus. He's trying to show them how he really is. They think that he is up there with uh, lightning bolts and about to kill him and strike him dead at any moment or that he hates him or that he doesn't like them. But when he blesses you, they begin to see his character. So don't you see you have to be blessed. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? He said, and bless us, verse 2, that thy, that thy way may be known upon earth. Not in heaven. They know him in heaven. But these human beings don't know him. So when God blesses you, they begin to see what God is like. He said, he said um, um, that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. The word saving health there means uh, salvation. It means deliverance. It means prosperity and victory. So one, they'll begin to see what God is really like. Oh, God is really like that. And two, they'll also see his prosperity, his victory. They'll see his salvation in you. You are God's display cabinet. You are God's showpiece. You. When the unsaved man wants to know what Jesus is, what it looks like, he looks to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Look at verse number seven. God shall bless us. What will happen after God blesses us? And all the ends of the earth shall what? Shall fear him shall fear him. In other words, they will reverence him. They will honor him. Honor will be brought to the name of the Lord as God blesses you. When God blesses you, they will fear him. That, that is, they will honor him. They will respect him. They will revere him once they see the blessing of God upon your life. So you must be blessed. You must be wealthy. You must be prosperous in every area of your life because it's the reflection of God on you. 
Oh, you don't, you're not convinced yet. Let's go on. Let's go to Proverbs 13. Proverbs 13. And let's look at verse number 22. Very familiar, very familiar text of reasons why you're going to have to prosper. Reasons why you're going to have to prosper. The Bible is flooded with this. I'm just bringing you out just a few things here before our short time we have today. Trying to bring you to an awareness. And I pray that even after this word is given, you'll go home and you'll look at, look at these scriptures again. And you'll meditate on these scriptures. And you'll find more scriptures. And you get the menu and you begin to convince yourself that what God said is true. Hallelujah. We learn the book of Proverbs again. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you think that you're supposed to be pole busted and disgusted so you'll be are you hearing now regardless of your current financial condition even if even if you have you don't have, if you have two pennies to rub to your name uh does that sound right? two pennies to rub to your name even if you only have two pennies in the bank account or if you have two billion dollars in your bank account god still wants you to prosper because even though you have money, you have all this money, is your, are your relationships prospering? Are you prospering in spirit? Are you prospering in soul? So it's a whole thing, not just finances. Are you hearing? I've known people with a nice big house, nice fancy car, but when they got home, they were fighting and cussing. And the wife was beating up on the husband. No, that's a true story. Wife beating up on the husband and the children trying to break it up. Are you hearing? So prosper. How do you do? How do you do? How do you do at church? Everything looks fine. But when they got behind closed doors, things weren't well. So you can have all the money in the world, but still be uh, very much lacking in other areas. God wants you to have the whole, whole thing. Are you hearing? Proverbs 13, 22 says, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his want. Children's children. That's your grandchildren. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the, is laid up for the just. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you the just? Oh, I love that. Good reaction. I love that. I love that. I love that. Very good reaction. Very good reaction. I heard one or two, but the rest of you had a holy hush. I love that reaction. I love that reaction. Why do I love that reaction? Because you don't yet know who you are in Christ. But you will know who you are in Christ. You are the just. You are the saints of God. You cannot be more righteous than the blood of Jesus upon your life. You cannot be more just than the blood of Jesus applied over your life. You are a son. You are a child of the most high God. You have been saved. You have been redeemed. You have been healed. You have been set free. The blood of Jesus saves you. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus redeems you. You have been forgiven through the blood. You are now righteous through his blood. As a matter of fact, you are now the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. That's what my Bible says. You are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. When God looks at you, he sees his son. He sees the sacrifice of Jesus. You are the just. You are the righteous. You are the saints of the most high God. You are children of the most high God. And don't you know that the Bible says that no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly? You cannot, there's no other rightness other than through Christ Jesus. So if you've received him as your Lord and Savior, you have access to everything that God has said that you can have. Hallelujah. So if you are part of the just, you qualify for this blessing. You qualify for it. But let me say you something too. Just also depends upon, uh, just qualifies you, but uh, also with your spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity, how you give yourself to him, how you give yourself in prayer, give yourself to the word of God. Uh, you qualify for, for more, for more, and not just a little. Are you hearing because you're not gonna you're not gonna handle over your entire fortune uh, to a seven year old in maturity. All they're gonna do is buy video games and candy. Just video video games, candy, and and download Xbox or whatever this stuff. They're just gonna buy that kind of stuff and just squander it. You're gonna hand it to you're gonna hand it to those that are mature. Hallelujah. So depending on your level of maturity, 
How you've given yourself to God. Have you, have you given yourself to the word of God? These are things that will be given unto you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Listen, listen to that. What does that say to you? The wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. In other words, right. No, no. In other words, it is held up in store for you. Held up to you come up of age. Held up to you come up to held up, laid up to you come up to a level of maturity. It is yours, but it's laid up until you're ready for it. It's like a child's trust fund, uh, trust fund after the rich parents or whoever have, have died and, and they have all the money now, the, all the corporations and all that stuff. It all belongs to them, but they won't have full access to it until they come of a certain age. It is laid up. It is laid up. Are you hearing today? Oh, my God. Thank God that you're helping me today. All right. Let me show you another one. Why does God need you to prosper? But let me tell you something, too. As we go through this, I want you to understand that, again, that money is a tool. Wealth is a tool. Don't make it a trap. And there is also a temptation in wealth. So here again, as the Lord is leading us through this tract of scripture, as he's leading us in this path of debt freedom, you'll understand, as we said before, you'll get more credit card offers and more opportunities uh, to uh, to make other loans, to dig yourselves deeper, deeper and deeper in debt. But at the same time, we're building behaviors. You're becoming faithful in what you faithful in little that you have so that God can make you ruler over much. When it's time for raises and increases or promotions on the job, the employer doesn't go out and randomly select somebody or somebody that just walked in the door that day. He looks for someone that has a good track record. Have you been there on time? Do you do your work on time? How you have established yourself there in a lower place will determine how you will act in the higher place. Does that make sense to you? So if you're not tithing and giving in the lower place, you're not going to tithe and give in the higher place. I've heard people say, well, as soon as my ship comes in, then I'll start giving. If you're not even paying a tithe on $5, if you don't give to God when you get $5, then how in the world are you going to, oh, you're going to get a $500,000 um, uh, check and uh, you're going to pay a tithe of for $50,000? You're going to look. Why, do I, why am I going to give $50,000 to a church? $50,000? Why would I give them a check for, you know what I can do with $50,000? Someone said buy a horse. What would I do with $50,000? Why would I give that to God? If you, if, if you cannot be trusted with $5, how can God trust you with 50 or 500,000 faithful over a little? Then he'll make you rule over much. Oh boy, it's quiet today. Deuteronomy eight verses um, 13 through 18. Deuteronomy eight verse 13 through 18. Very familiar text of scripture. It says this out of the King James version, the Lord talking to the Israel after they've entered into the promised land or, or before they're entering and he gives them these warnings he says, and when thy herds and flocks multiply and thy silver and gold and thy gold is multiplied and all that thy hast is multiplied, thine heart be lifted, uh, be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee uh, forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. See, here's the thing about wealth. It gives you a false sense of security and it makes you think that you don't need God anymore. But see, if, if we develop the right behaviors, this is the thing about tithing and offering as you honor God. It helps you to, to develop the right behaviors and always to honor God, putting him first. So that when you get these things, because God wants you to have some things, there's no doubt about that. He wants you to have some things. But when you get these things, be careful that you don't forget him. So wealth does have a trap if you would allow it, if you allow it to be in your life. And I pray that you won't. Verse 15, he says, who led thee uh, through that, uh, that great and terrible wilderness wherein, wherein were uh, fiery serpents and scorpions and drought where there was uh, no water. 
uh, who brought thee uh, forth water out of the rock of Flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, that he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. Verse 17, and thou shalt say in thine heart, here's the trap again, my power and the might of mine hand hath got me this wealth. I got this. I got all this money. It was me who went to work. It was me that did this. I work hard. It's because of me. God said, when I have blessed you, when I've given to you, watch out that you don't get haughty in your heart and think that it was all you. Verse uh, 18 says, but thou shalt remember, God says, you will remember You remember thy God, for it is he that giveth thee, what? Power to get wealth, that he may, what? Establish his covenant, which he sware unto thy fathers as it is this day. God said, but listen, it's me. I gave you the power. I gave you the ability. I gave you the strength. I gave you the might to get the wealth that he said that he might establish. Say establish. The word established means to carry out. It means to to set up. It means to cause to arise. God said, I'm giving you or I gave you this wealth that I could carry out uh, my covenant. The word covenant there is talking about a, a pledge or promise or agreement. In other words, God said, I promised some people some things. I made promises to people. He said, and I'm going to give you wealth so that you can cause my promises to come to pass. He said, I will give you, I will give you the wealth so that you can carry out. Remember the word established means to carry it out. You're going to carry out my promises. You're going to make them come to pass. God promised somebody, he promises that he would take care of us, that he would, that he will provide for us. And why can't he do that through you? Somebody at home right now is crying out to God, depending on him for salvation, depending on him because their lights are about to be cut off. They're about to be put out of their homes and all of this stuff out of no fault for their uh, no fault of their own. Things happen to them and they're crying out to God and God gave them a promise and he's looking for someone who he can invest abundance into their lives so that they can go forth and carry out his promise. Somebody's got to see this. He said, I will give you the power, the ability, the right to get wealth. I want to give you wealth so that I can carry out the promises that I made to someone else. Not so that we can go out and and buy more stuff. Now, there's nothing wrong with having some things, but as long as those things don't have you. Again, why does God want you to prosper? Why does God desire you to prosper? Because he's made some promises. And if God were to, if God were to rain down money from heaven, all of that would be counterfeit. He's not going to rain down counterfeit money from heaven. No. So he has to allow money to be circulated here in the earth and he can make all, he can make all of that circulate around you. Remember in second Corinthians, he said he's able to make all of that, all this grace abound to you to come to you so that you can be generous so that you can give and he said that the wealth of the sinner what they have heaped up with what they have amassed God said I'll lay it up for you I'll lay it up for the just when you are ready when it is your time when you have matured when you understand it's not about you he even said I want to bless you so that they will know my ways turn your name and tell him it's not about you not about you. So again, when, and when, when I tell you that God wants you to prosper or that you are a wealthy person or that God wants to make you rich, if you look at yourself, who, me, I don't know. No, that's selfish. Are you hearing? It's not about you. It's about what God wants to get through you to someone else. Hallelujah. So I'm telling you, those that are serious about this will go back and get in that word again. They'll go back and get in that word again. Lord, break it down to me. Make it plain to me. Make it, make it clear to me. Because as you think in your heart, so are you. Are you hearing? Turn to your name again. Tell them it's not about you. Hallelujah. But if you would allow God to use you. 
Allow him to use you. He wants to bring his promises to pass in someone else's life. Hallelujah. And listen, you can't handle the blessing without being blessed. You can't handle wealth without having wealth. You can't handle water without getting wet. Are you hearing? Now, let me give you another reason why you're going to have to be wealthy. I'm going to jump, jump, jump. Lord Jesus, help me. Let me give you another reason why you're going to have to be wealthy. Can I show you another one in the word of God? Let me show you another reason why you're going to have to be wealthy, why you cannot remain poor. Well, you cannot remain. Uh, now, when I say poor, I'm talking about just having just enough for you. That's poor. Well, you have just enough for you. And let me tell you this now. Don't pray poor prayers. What do I mean by poor prayers? Your bills are a thousand dollars and you ask God for a thousand dollars. That's a poor prayer. Why is that? Because you're not leaving room for someone else that I might have need. When you're going to ask, why not ask God for 2000 or 3000 You say, I only need 1000 right? But here again, you're making it all about you. If, since you're going to your father that has everything, why not ask him for more so that you can share with others? So enough of this poor prayer mess. I want to say something else stronger, but I'm not going to say it. Enough of this poor prayer stuff. Are you hearing? You need a thousand, ask for double that. Ask for triple that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to Ecclesiastes. Let me show you something else. Why you're going to have to be rich. Why you're going to have to be wealthy. Why you're going to have to have more than enough. I've already given you some reasons, but let me give you another in case you're not satisfied just yet. Are you hearing? Ecclesiastes 9 verses 14 through 16. Let me give this out of the New Living Translation. This is also very good. I love the way it reads. I want to leave you without an excuse today. Are you hearing? I want to leave you without an excuse today. It says here, Ecclesiastes verse, uh, chapter 9 verses 14 through 16. Listen to how this reads out of the New Living Translation. It says, there was a small town with only a few people. And a great king came with his army and besieged it. A poor wise man knew how to save the town. And so it was rescued. But afterwards, no one thought to thank him. So even though wisdom is better than strength, those who are wise will be despised if they are poor. What they say will not be appreciated for long. Now, you know this to be true. If you're standing outside and someone drives up in a $100,000 car wearing a very nice suit, your attention goes that way. And you want to hear what they have to say. Wealth gets you attention. You see someone wearing some nice stilettos, ladies, or some nice this or Gucci that or whatever. You look at them differently. You look at them differently because wealth gets attention in this world. And Jesus wants you to be an influencer. When you begin to speak, he wants people to stand up and take notice. And even though you have the wisdom of the ages, you have the wisdom of the universe, some will not hear you. If you just have barely enough. I'm trying to read to you what's in your Bible. Let's read that again. He says, so even though wisdom is better than strength, those who are wise will be despised if they are poor. Say, wait, 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 wait a minute, Lord. I got the wisdom to get people saved. I know who Jesus is. I got the wisdom of God. So to tell them they can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Their whole life can be changed. Their marriage can be changed. I have the wisdom of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Are you telling me, God, that they won't hear me if, if, I, don't, if I don't make a lot of it, if I just make barely enough for myself? Are you telling me that they won't hear me? That's what the word says. Yes. But when you have wealth, when you have an abundance when you have more than what you need, when God blesses you, their ears will be open. And this world is about to wrap up. 
Jesus is, a, is about to come very soon. Hallelujah. The sons of God are going to rise with power and great authority. But before Jesus Christ comes back, he's going to empower his body. Hallelujah. And he'll empower you if you would allow him to glory to God. He'll empower you not only with wealth, but the supernatural ability to heal and to declare his word. And we're going to see him move greatly through the earth today. But here again, all that wealth, all that wealth is stored up. The supernatural abilities of God, the anointing, the glory, the favor of God is in store and it's waiting there for those who will become spiritually mature for those that will be eating on the word of God for those that will spend time in the presence of the Lord God said I've got some things waiting for you already but understand something all of this is not just about you God's trying to get something through you to someone else that's in need hallelujah you can have all this wisdom, but they won't hear you if you're poor. I wonder, did anybody hear that? I wonder, did you hear that? I wonder, those of you on, on, online, did you hear that? Did you hear that? You're going to have to prosper. You're going to have to have more than enough. You're going to have to. So you can listen to all these other uh, broke, busted other folk who say, no, God says poverty. Let's all be poor. Y'all go ahead. You go ahead with your broke self. Praise the Lord. We're going to have to build some churches for Jesus. We're going to have to um, we're going to have to feed the hungry for Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to have to build homeless shelters, not just to house them, but to help them get better. We're going to have to build some places, some transitional housing when people come out of jail. Hallelujah. So that they can become better and so that they can find out about Jesus. We're going to have to build more food banks. Hallelujah. We're going to have to build more television stations and, and radio stations to broadcast the gospel all around the world and all this stuff is going to require money and do we always have to go to some broke bank to get it when God has all the wealth in his church but we're so self-centered and selfish that God can't get it to us hallelujah somebody's got me fired up today Second Corinthians, let's look at verse number nine. Let's talk about this shift as we close out today. This is a good point to stop here today. There's got to be a shift in your mindset. There's got to be a shift in your mentality. You see, when God begins to come in and, and he begins to deal with you about wealth and you begin to understand something, as you, as you begin to uh, increase in financial things, one of the things that you will discover is that you won't really desire too much anymore. Once you have money, have some money, the things that you thought you wanted, you really don't want. Once you know that I can buy this or that if I wanted to, but you know, I don't want it. But when you don't have money, all you have is a bunch of desire. It's like you walk down the mall, walk down the mall, and you go to look, the, look, look at all these shops and you say, ooh, all these nice things. I wish I could have this. I wish I could have that. I wish I could have this. Oh, this is oh, so nice. You're filled with desire. But once you know, you say, well, I have money now, but I don't want that. I don't want that. For the longest time, I'm let you in something. For the longest time, uh, a Care Bear, long time, I wanted, a, I wanted a drone. Oh, boy, I kept wanting a drone, 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 drone. Oh, one of them nice picture drone, 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 drone. I wanted, I wanted to fly in the air and just take nice pictures over the neighborhood and all that stuff. I wanted that stuff. You know what? I could have bought it. I had the money. I could have bought it. I could have bought one that was $1,100. I could have bought it. I had the money. But you know what? Mm, I don't want it that much. Where are the cheaper ones? Yeah, let me look at those. Had the money to buy it? Like, uh, but how much? Are you hearing? And I'm noticing, understand something. Some of the most wealthy people in the world, when you see them, they're wearing jeans, blue jeans, overalls. They're driving old beat-up trucks. Wealthy. Hey, man, why don't you in the Bentley? no. I don't need all that. I don't need all that. You carry yourself differently. Are you hearing? 
Say with me, I'm carrying someone else's blessing. You see, if you be faithful now and asking God to use you now, you say, God, all I got is $2 in my pocket, but I'm telling you, someone else can use that $2. Or ask God to increase you with more so that you can be used with more. Let me show you one more thing. Let me tell you, tell you about this shift, then we're going to close out for today. Uh, let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians verses 8, verse number, uh, chapter 8, 2 Corinthians 8, verse number 9, just one verse. It says, for ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, say my sake, my sake. say my sake. my sake, yet for your sakes, he became what? Poor, that ye through his what? Poverty might be what? Rich. Now, say, well, Jesus was poor. How did he have influence? Think about it for a moment. He left riches in glory. Everything. A place that was so rich, the streets were made of gold. <laughs> Jewels in every, everything. When he stepped on this planet, in essence, he became poor. Now, Jesus, as is on this earth, was not a poor man. How do we know this? Because even when he hung on the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothing. This is some nice clothing. We're going to gamble for this thing. He always had what he needed and, and had an abundance. When he needed to feed himself and his disciples, he said, what you got? Well, fish? Okay, let me show you. He didn't just make 12 fish. He made enough for his disciples, for himself, for disciples, a multitude, and they had plenty left over. He walked in abundance when he needed money for taxes, and Peter needed money for taxes. He knew exactly where to find it. Peter, go to this lake, cast in your hook, and the first fish that comes up, you're going to find some money in his mouth, pay your taxes, pay my taxes. He knew where to find the wealth. Hallelujah. He didn't walk in this earth as a poor man. A poor man doesn't have a treasurer that walks around with him. Oh, the poor, why, why don't you, if I don't have any money, why would I need it? Why would I need, why would I need a treasurer, Rudy? Why would I need a treasurer? A staff treasurer. Are you hearing? No, he had wealth. He had wealth and he had the ability and the capacity to make more. But the wealth did not have him. He knew how to spread it. He knew how to give it. So that others can see the blessing. So that they can know God. Again, it's not about you. It's not about you. And next week we're going to get into even more. Because uh, I need you to see it's not about you. You're going to have to be wealthy. You're going to have to become wealthy rich have more than enough have an abundance not just one car for you but you have a couple more that you can give to someone else not just one house for you to live in pray for two or three others so that you can give it to somebody else and that's why we're stuck sometimes our prayers are too small if you live in a, in a, in a community of 50 or 60 people and nobody knows the Lord there but you only you're going to need more than just for you. You're going to need his wealth so that you can spread it around to others so they can see the goodness of the Lord. So I pray that today that you are more convinced that wealth, riches are not just are not about you. I pray that you know that now that you need to prosper, you need to increase so that God's will will be established in, in the earth so that they will see the blessing on your life, so that you will have influence, so that they'll see God's victory on you. You can't handle the blessing without being blessed. And God's going to give you this wealth. He's going to give you this abundance so that you can be generous in every good work. Say that with me. God will give me this wealth. My father will give me this wealth so that I may be generous 
on every occasion, every good occasion, an act of charity. Hallelujah. But again, if it's, well, I just need a little bit for me. Selfish. And that's not the mind of God. Let's cast that down now. That's not the mind of God. When you're only praying for you and your foe and no more, that's not the mind of God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name today for the word you've given us today. Father, I pray today in Jesus' name that you will back your word up with signs and wonders following. Father, I pray that you will continue to deal with your people. Let them know it's not about them. Let them know, Father, that they, through you, are the wealthy place, that they are the wealthy place. Father, thank you that your people are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the wealthy place. We are your banks. We are your treasury here in the earth. And Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you can get it to us so that you can get it through us in Jesus' name. For there are many people that are in need right now who don't know you, who don't know you. It's not just about money and wealth, but Lord God, it's about the peace that we can store up in our hearts for them. It's about the love that we can store up in our hearts for them. It's about the joy that we can store up in our hearts for them. Lord, they need you. They desperately need you. And Father, I pray that today in the mighty name of Jesus, that you will convince your people by your spirit that they must prosper. And even that they are prosperous and that they are wealthy. And that they are rich through Jesus Christ. I decree and declare abundance upon your people. More than enough. I decree and declare overflow. I decree and declare debt free in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare wealth abundance, wealth abundance, wealth abundance, divine opportunity, favor, 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 favor in the name of Jesus. Witty invention and ideas, witty inventions and ideas, the ability, the power to the might to get wealth. That your covenant, your promises may be established in the earth. Use them, Father. Use us, Father. Use us, Father. Make us to be money magnets. Lord, opportunity magnets that we may go forth and share in every good work. Lord, I pray for miraculous debt cancellation for miraculous debts being paid off miraculously before time father that you would even enter in even right now as we're walking in step with you walking in tune with you that even right now oh god we would see your hand move we would see your hand move in every bank account in every lord god in every home in the name of jesus prospering financially prospering mentally prospering lord psychologically and socially prospering relationally Lord prospering physically in every way father in the name of Jesus God we receive it even right now may we prosper and be in health even as our souls prosper father I pray that you would break down break down the poverty mindset break it down in the name of Jesus we break it down we pull it down in Jesus mighty name we pull it down in Jesus mighty name we bind it in the name of Jesus we bind it off of our homes we bind it off of our lives we bind it off of our children off of our generations in the mighty name of Jesus we rebuke the curse of poverty generational curse of poverty we command you come down in the name of Jesus Lord God, we decree that we will leave an inheritance to our children's children. We'll leave an inheritance, Father, to our children's children. And we thank you, Lord God, and we surrender to your, to your financial plan. We surrender to your physical plan, your spiritual plan, emotional plan, mental plan. Lord God, whatever you desired for us, Lord God, whatever you desire for us, the plans that you have for us, cause that to be established in us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you give your people the courage and the boldness 
to enter into. Father, I ask in Jesus' name, give them the courage and the boldness to walk into what you have laid out for them, to look beyond what they see and to witness the glory of God before them, to look beyond what they see or what they feel, to look beyond that and witness the glory of God before them. For you have given us abundance. You are the God of more than enough. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. You provide for us. You are Jehovah Rohi. You are a shepherd, Lord God, and we shall not want. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for abundance, for increase, for even you, Lord Jesus, came that we would have life and have it more abundantly to the full, to the excess, till it overflows. Father, building us on the mentality, building us the mentality of the wealthy, building us the mentality of the rich. Build that mentality as sons and daughters of God. Build that mentality in us, Father, that we move beyond not enough. We move among, move from barely enough. We move beyond that in Jesus' name. We move into more than enough. We move into excess. We move into overflow. We move into divine wealth. We move into divine favor. We move, Father. Shift us, Lord God. Shift us. Shift us. Shift us, Father, in the name of Jesus. Shift us relationally, Lord God. Shift us from where we are to where we should be. It's time for us to get out the hole. It's time for the hole to be filled in. So that we can reach down and help someone else out of their hole. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, I prophesy and declare that your people are the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath. Lord God, we declare in your word that we are now, we are now the lender and not the borrower. In the name of Jesus, we declare right now that we are submitted to you, Father. We are yielded to you, Father. Father, you are our master and we will not be enslaved to money. We will not serve two masters. We will not be enslaved to money. But Father, we will serve you. You are our God. You are our master in the name of Jesus. And we'll use money, tools. We'll use it as a tool. We'll use wealth as a tool Lord God to produce your will in the earth Lord break that break that selfish mentality off of us that we may walk as a wealthy place establishing your covenant carrying out your agreement in the earth today use us father use us as a wealthy place your wealthy place I decree and declare more than enough. I decree and declare more than enough. Overflow, overflow, abundance, 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 more than enough. Overflow, overflow, abundance, 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 more than enough. Overflow, oh, more than enough. Overflow, 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 abundance, abundance, abundance. And I decree and declare that your broke days have come to an end. Your broke days have come to an end and your best days have now begun. In the name of Jesus, plenty, 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 plenty in your storehouses, plenty in your kitchen, plenty in your cabinet, plenty, more than enough, overflow. You'll have to go share with other people. You'll have to go forth and share it. You'll have to go forth and share it. So much of an overflow, overflow that it becomes uncomfortable. So much of an overflow that it becomes uncomfortable. You'll have to share with others. For this is my plan I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and increase you. Plans to give you hope. And an expected end. For this day I have established my will before you. But you must step forth. 
and enter into the thing that I have declared unto you. You must take it. You must receive it. You must take it into you. And you will soon become that that you have taken in. You will soon become that that you have taken in. But if you refuse, if you refuse, then you will no longer be what you are. But something less will you become. Oh my Jesus. I see that. For there is an enemy in the world today. That desires to take everything that you have. And everything that you think that you have. He desires to take it away. And if you don't stand for the Lord. That enemy that is there. Will come. And take away even that little that you think that you have. Your family must be covered by the blood of Jesus. And we must walk in line with what God is saying. Father, we thank you. And we pray that you will establish your will in your covenant with us today. And so, Lord, now I release this word to you. I release this word to you, Father. Every word I pray that was spoken by the Holy Spirit will go forth and be established, be established among your people in this house and be established throughout all the world. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that it will be established in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Lord God, that it will be established in Jesus' name. Established, established. Father, I pray that we will open up our hearts to receive what you have said and that it will be established. That word will be established in Jesus' name. Be planted deeply in our hearts in the name of Jesus. And you that are watching us online, I want you to understand something that God loves you greatly. I want you to understand that God loves you greatly. Let this word have place in you. Wherever you are all around the world, let this word find place in you. Let it find place. Let it find place in you. Let it find place in you. I pray today that Kingdom Rock, that this word will find its place in you. Let the word of God find its place in you. So if you're in this house today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of your life, now is the time, now is the opportunity, now is the moment to give your life to Jesus. If you need to rededicate. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.